asking me. Well, it's a, no, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, firstly, what, what is hepatitis anyway? So hepatitis, hepa is the Greek or the ancient Greek word for liver and itis is inflammation. So hepatitis is inflammation of the liver. Many things could cause inflammation of the liver, but um, some of those causes are viruses. And then there's lots of different viruses that can cause that infection. And in medicine, because we're really original and sophisticated, we call them hepatitis A, B, C, D and E. Uh-huh. So uh, the virus that you referred to was hepatitis C. Hepatitis C... Uh, well, maybe we, causes... should go, maybe we should go through the differences. What, what is the <laughs> difference between... Well, what's the difference between hepatitis A, B and C? They're the three most uh, significant ones, aren't they? They're the three main ones in Australia, yeah. yes. Yeah. So hepatitis A is a virus that is predominantly caused by what we call faecal oral spread. So when mm-hmm. you eat contaminated food that has been infected by, I guess, you know, could put it very sophisticatedly, poo. Yep. Um, and that might be that, you know, people will have heard about people eating shellfish or the like. So that's what we call uh, hepatitis A is, is, is faecal oral transmission. Mm-hmm. Hepatitis B and hepatitis C are what we call blood-borne viruses. So they predominantly transmit by blood-to-blood contact, although hepatitis B can also be transmitted sexually. Hepatitis C can, but only really in the setting of HOV co-infection to mm-hmm. make things even more complicated. But okay. if you just sort of think of A as being more um, food spread mm-hmm. and B and C as being more blood spread. Okay. I mean, typically you would get B and C through how? Through You could get it through sexual contact? You could yeah. get it through... Uh, being an injecting drug user and using the wrong needle? So in terms of, we'll do hepatitis C first and then, because it's in some ways easier, and then hepatitis B second. So mm-hmm. hepatitis C in Australia is predominantly spread through unsafe injecting. So people who inject drugs, if they inject with needles that have been previously used, are at risk of getting hepatitis C. Mm-hmm. So as long as people use clean needles and syringes, then you can't transmit the infection. In countries overseas uh, where their health systems are not as strong as in Australia. So globally, the predominant transmission of hepatitis C is through unsafe um, medical injecting. That might be that um, you're using either in the official or the non-official health system where you're having a medical procedure where it's not a clean um, equipment. So that's hepatitis C. In hepatitis B, as I said, we're very imaginative in medicine, Mm -hmm. so A, Bs and Cs. Um, Hepatitis B predominantly is spread... Um, globally through um, a combination of things. One of the big ways is mother-to-child transmission. So a woman who has had a chronic infection all her life, so when she was infected maybe as a baby or as a child, um, then during pregnancy passes it on to her baby. So one of the biggest ways to stop the ongoing transmission of hepatitis B globally and one of the big efforts is what we call birth dose vaccine, that if we can give babies being born to mothers who are infected vaccine at birth, um, then we can stop and markedly reduce the ongoing transmission. So in Australia, hepatitis B, new cases happen um, sometimes through um, sexual transmission, sometimes through um, injecting drug use. But pleasingly, because we've had that vaccine rollout happening in Australia for a number of years now, we have very little mother-to-child transmission. We really should have none. We also have an infant vaccination program, so we have very new, little new uh, hepatitis B infections happening, particularly in, in younger people these days, which is fabulous. But what we have is chronic infection 
predominantly occurring in people who were born in overseas countries where they have what we call high prevalence or a high proportion of the population were infected. And again, they were infected as small children and that mother-to-child transmission spread. So our hope is globally to have that vaccine roll out and to stop ongoing new infections over the next number of years, because we've got targets for 2030 to stop new infections for hepatitis B. But in Australia and other countries as well, to really raise awareness about the importance of hepatitis B and that people, if you're born in overseas countries with a high background, to be seeing your primary care doctor and getting a test. Hepatitis Victoria and other organisations throughout the country um, community-based organisations are working very hard to raise awareness within the culturally and linguistically diverse communities about the importance of being checked for hepatitis B. Mm. All right. Are there are there cures for these diseases or are they still chronic like they were? Yeah. Look, one of the most amazing medical breakthroughs has happened in the last really five years in regards to hepatitis C. Mm -hmm. It's quite extraordinary and it's a privilege to have been living or working through this period. New drugs have become available called direct-acting antiviral medications, better known as DAAs. Mm -hmm. These are quite amazing drugs. For the first time in hepatitis C, we have drugs that can cure over 95% of people, really close really? to 100%. Yeah, extraordinary. Wow. It's, um, it's amazing. And what it means is that we are now in a position to really eliminate hepatitis C as a public health threat globally. And what about the w B as well. There's not a cure for B, but C, if, if you sort of think about C, it means that anybody who might have been at risk of hepatitis C mm -hmm. um, can be treated. And in Australia, the, the federal government um, really is leading the world. Australia is leading the world in this area where they made treatment available to everybody for hepatitis C, regardless of um, your disease stage, regardless of how you got it, uh, also that it could be got from your local GP treatment could be got from your local GP or sort of or a specialist wherever you liked and we're treating everybody and this is most unusual globally and it means that we're really leading the charge in how one thinks about um, getting hepatitis C eliminated globally mm. right, um, well, what which about, is very exciting yeah it is exciting let's get back to it in a second with and just just rounding up a b and c so yep. with hepatitis a is there a cure for that you don't really need a cure for hepatitis A. What you do is most people, when they get infected with hepatitis A, get sick, turn yellow, feel horrid, and then yeah. get better, with okay. rare exception if you got it as an older person. Okay. There is also a really good vaccine that people should get for hepatitis A. I would recommend it, particularly for people who, um, you know, if you travel into Asia and those kind of places, because you don't want to get it because it can make you feel really lousy. Mm -hmm. But essentially it's what we call acute disease where you get it, Yep. get sick and it goes away. Whereas hepatitis B and hepatitis C are what we call diseases that can lead to chronic infections. Not everybody gets those chronic infections, but a significant proportion of people, if you get hepatitis B as a small child, get that chronic infection. Mm. Okay. And the significant... Yeah. yeah, go on. No, go on. Oh, and a significant proportion, 75% of people who get infected with hepatitis C develop a chronic infection. Mm. All right. Prevention's better than cure. Absolutely. Um, are prevention strategies uh, in place and are they any good? So in Australia, again, we've been very lucky and, again, leading the world and um, uh, on 
what we call a harm reduction approach to these infections. So prevention for hepatitis C is making sure that people have are able to use clean needles and syringes if they inject drugs. Now, many people have a view that people shouldn't use drugs and shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. But the reality is a just say no policy is extremely um, unhelpful because it doesn't work. Um, and to me, uh, being a pragmatist in the Burnett, we uh, have a long history of being a pragmatic implementation science approach and evidence-based approach. Harm reduction does work. So that means clean needles and syringes available for people. It means opiate substitution therapy available for people. So that's really important in hepatitis C. Also, globally, it means health system strengthening to make sure that if you're having a medical procedure, it's not a problem in Australia, but in many places overseas, if you're having a medical procedure, a health procedure, that you have clean equipment. For hepatitis B, the most important thing is for prevention is vaccination. If everybody, it's a fantastic vaccine, it's highly effective. And if we ensure that all of our children are vaccinated, we will eventually have prevention happening. As an adult, you can have the vaccine as well. As always, if you're having um, sex with a uh, casual partner, then using condoms and those things are important for the prevention of hepatitis B. Uh, and again, globally, that health system strengthening of making sure that people have access to clean medical equipment. Hmm. Yes. All right. Um, the, the the I mean, screening people with current or past injecting drug use and and so on is important too, isn't it? Yeah. I like to think of it as testing because some people hmm. think of screening as a way that they don't quite like that word. But ensuring that people are aware that they're at risk and then offering them a test is really really important. So that means we have to have system set up to be able to offer that test easily. And it's a really important thing for people that they feel um, that they're offered a test, they feel comfortable accepting the test. There's a lot of stigma and discrimination against people who inject drugs and it's really unhelpful. Mm. And um, the medical profession and all health services needs to be really mindful of this because if we really want to be successful in managing our patients well is to get rid of that stigma and discrimination. Again, Groups like Hepatitis Victoria, Hepatitis Australia and the like do a lot of work on that kind of thing. I think that's vitally important. The Burnett Institute does enormous amount of work, as do other groups, in trying to work to reduce stigma and discrimination against mm. this highly vulnerable population. Uh, a lot of people apparently live with chronic Hep B but don't know about it. How is that possible? Well, for many diseases, they may not... It's the same with both B and C. You may have this virus in you, but it's not causing you obvious immediate harm. But what it can be doing is causing damage to the liver, known as fibrosis. And if that fibrosis gets progressively progressively worse and you have lots of liver scarring, it's called cirrhosis. And so people with hepatitis B and hepatitis C are at risk of their liver disease progressing to that without realising. And also they're at risk of hepatocellular cancer. So one of the biggest cancer causes, like causes of cancer in Australia, is hepatitis B and C combined and cause many, many cancer deaths. So it's really important that people are aware of that because this is very preventable. With hepatitis B, if you have chronic infection and you get tested and then monitored by your doctor, there are, not everybody needs to be on treatment, but there are drugs that people can go on which are very effective to stop a person's liver disease getting worse. So there so, are the reasonably, reasonably simple tests for liver disease, are there? Oh, there are. It's mm. just a simple blood test, a simple right. blood test, and you can be tested for hepatitis B and hepatitis C. Is this what's called got, a liver function test? The liver function test tests how the liver, quite literally, is functioning. And so that 
gives you an idea of how things are going with the liver. But there are specific blood tests that we test for to see whether a person has been exposed to and then got chronic hepatitis B infection, which means chronic being an ongoing infection, or it can tell you whether you've been exposed to it but cleared the infection, or it can tell you whether you've been vaccinated. For hepatitis C, there's tests where you can say, have you been exposed to the virus? And then have you got ongoing or that chronic infection? So we have... They're very simple tests. They're very available and affordable in Australia. And I would encourage anybody that's in a risk group or may have been in a group where they have had risk in the past to get tested. So with hepatitis C, if you've ever, ever injected drugs in the current, in the past, get a test because there is a fantastic cure mm. available for you. For hep B, to keep you well, we can, we can either vaccinate you and your family or we can keep you well by making sure that you're being monitored and put on these other excellent drugs. And based on what you say, it's it's possible in the next, what, 20 or 30 years that there could be, you could get rid of these infections completely. Absolutely. The World Health Organisation, I co-chair their Strategic and Technical Advisory Committee for um, HIV and viral hepatitis. And targets have been set for the elimination of hepatitis B and hepatitis C as public health threats by 2030. In Australia, we're well on the way to doing this. And if we really work hard and, you know, what I could say, concentrate and, and maintain our efforts, we can we can reach that target. Globally, it'll be, you know, I've just returned from the, the uh, World Hepatitis Summit in um, Sao Paulo, Brazil. And, and globally, there are many, many challenges, many, many challenges. But many countries are really taking up the challenge mm. and are aiming for that 2030 target. And... Uh, it's a really exciting time. It's a, a vital time to be putting in big efforts now to, to really, you know, take advantage of these excellent tools we've got mm. to keep people well and stop them from dying. Good stuff. Good stuff, Margaret. Thank you. No worries. Thank you very much, Philip. Margaret Hellard. And uh, it's a fascinating tale, isn't it? Uh, Margaret's the director and head of the Centre for Population Health at the Burnett Institute with some good news on uh, hepatitis. This is Nightlife with Philip Clark on ABC Radio.